Welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. I'm your host, Steve, who's taking over for Dave. He's all the way in Las, Las Vegas cele- celebrating, celebrating uh, the, the nights over there. Uh, but I'm, I'm very glad to have my fellow co-host Bobby here with me. Bobby, how the hell are you? It is so tiring right now to be on this podcast yeah. because we've had a crazy <laughs> week and i know you have suffered with us but we're at the tail end of it so like i'm good but i'm tired and like uh, i'm i i guess it's like that post not e3 uh red eye feeling where you're just like awake and you're just like you're just trudging along i guess i guess that's the best way to describe it is like you're on you feel like you're in a red eye 24 7 right now Sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally relate with you uh, on that one. I I started my day thinking, wow, it's it's Wednesday. We're recording this on the Wednesday after Naughty 3. But yeah, it felt like a, it should be a Friday. But at the same time, it kind of felt like a Monday as well, because it felt just so overwhelming. <laughs> we are on the tail end of this Naughty E3. So we thought, hey, we'd sit down, you and me, Dave's not here, unfortunately, but you and me, we can go over and kind of do a, like a wrap up of, of everything that's happened. Of, of course, last week, we talked about the, the PlayStation or uh, the Summer Game Fest, sorry, the Summer Game Fest showcase and kind of like our our thoughts and opinions on that. But ever since then, you know, we had, you know, smaller showcases as well uh, come out. And then the Xbox game showcase with the Starfield Direct. We had the Ubisoft Forward, the Capcom showcase. A whole bunch of stuff has like happened uh, since we've uh, last sat down and recorded. So we thought, hey, let's do a wrap up. We each came together with like five games that really stuck out to us. We would be here all night um, discussing all the games that have since uh, been announced or talked about. So let's just stick to the the high level, the the big ones that really uh, spoke to us, and we can kind of have a conversation about them because I think over the course of you know the last five days, tons of really great publishers have come out with some super cool games and announcements. So there's no shortage of stuff to talk about, but we we kind of uh, condensed it all into to the the biggest uh, topic. So Bobby. I know you're tired. I'm tired. Let's get straight into it. What? Let's talk about one game specifically. We we both have our list in front of us here that I'm taking a look at, and I think one game we would be uh, we we really need to unpack here. I think uh, I think we're both on the same page here. Is Starfield? How, how are you feel about Starfield after we got the game, Xbox Game Showcase leading into that hour long Starfield Direct? I'm way more interested in it now that like we had that full hour and it looks like a new game compared to last year when we saw it. So like, I think this delay of a year was probably the best thing they could have done. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super hyped for it now. I think it looks incredible. I'm just, I'm just counting down the days to September now because like it's close enough where it's feeling tangible, but like it's far enough where it feels like it feels like forever. So yeah, point where it's like, I know it's coming, but I, w- I would want to play that more than anything right now. I think. It's super funny. I I think I'm right there with you. Um, Leading into it, I was like, okay, I know I'm going to play it. I know I'm going to enjoy it at some level. I typically try to enjoy a lot of the the Bethesda games like Fallout, Skyrim, all of those. I'll try them out. Um, I I was a little lukewarm on Fallout 4, but Skyrim I loved. Like Usually all the Elden Ring games. Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. But leading it to Starfield, I was like, I'm going to play it. I don't know how long it's going to keep my attention, especially last year when they had that uh, the Xbox game showcase and they did that whole thing where they're like, it's not just one planet. It's not just one un- galaxy. It's all these planets. And it, it kind of felt overwhelming the way that they were talking about it. Yeah. So I think it was very smart of them to give a dedicated one hour uh, presentation to kind of be like, okay, this is what Starfield is, and coming out of it, I'm super excited. I think this is a could be a bona fide banger. I even put it out on Twitter. I was like, there has to be something inherently wrong with this game on like a performance level for me to believe that this game can't be anything but an 8.5 or well, above. It, it feels like a. It, it feels like we're gonna get even at the bigger sites will probably give it a 10. I mean, I feel like it's it's got that, but I mean, let's start from the top. So Starfield is to me, and I'm just, just from what I've been reading online is Mm -hmm. it's what, um, star, you know, that game star citizen, which has been like the biggest scam of all time. It looks like it feels like, (laughs) yeah, it feels 
Starfield feels like well, that's what Star Citizen's always try to be, try to be, and like yeah. that's what's kind of got me excited because they showed you know like the, the spaceships, how you can jump from planets, how you can mine planets, how you can do basically everything that Star Citizen promised, but with with Bethesda there to do it, you know, right? They've proven yeah. themselves like they know how to make really um, decadent games, even though they don't perform as well or you know offer like the best graphics but i mean it feels like with the help of xbox and that financial backing this finally feels like uh the first uh i don't want to say must play for xbox but like it certainly feels like one sure this is the game that i mean even halo i mean like i love halo but like starfield is what would make me want to buy an xbox series s or x or whatever you want to go with but like this is the game yeah no because i think that halo specifically talks it speaks to you know first person shooters or like competitive players whereas i think starfield approaches a much more broad audience where it's like if you like open world games if you like sci-fi games if you like rpgs this is the game to kind of play um yeah i'm kind of right there with you i think yeah everything post the acquisition uh you can kind of tell has helped this game Uh, i think specifically additionally the the new engine you can see that shining throughout all the gameplay that's been shown it feels yeah. very much like a new iteration it doesn't feel like okay we're still working away at the uh the fallout 4 engine that was showing its age even back then uh this does feel like a very next gen game and just in terms of like the scope and possibilities um yeah because everything about you know customizing your character that's all the bethesda stuff but then you look at the ship and all the stuff you can do with the ship making it yours and yeah, seriously like it's incredible it's, there there's so many different layers to this game that i feel like yeah going back to my original point there has to be something like if this game just does not run on xbox series x or if it's like a potato it chugs something like that i don't see how this game can cannot be enjoyed by a, by a wide uh, fan base because even it just feels it like there's though, so much love. Yeah, but even if it does though, like look at Skyrim. Skyrim on, ran pretty bad when it launched. That's on true. PlayStation. PlayStation. Like, yeah. I, I spent like 500 hours playing that game. Like that's the feeling I'm getting from Starfield. It, it feels like it's what I've always wanted mm-hmm. from Bethesda, but it's got that sci-fi wrapper on it. So like, I mean, the combat looks incredible. Uh, over ha- having over a thousand planets you can explore is mind-blowing like this is a very technical game for bethesda like this is something they've never done before it's yeah to this scale i should say but like it i'm i'm so down for starfield like i i'm so ready for that i really wish it was a little bit earlier but i mean given it's just two months away three months away just over uh, whatever i can wait because like sure. i know this game's gonna last me well into like next year Oh, absolutely. I, I do worry about, you know, we were talking about the the 1,000 planets and stuff like that. I feel like with so many recent game, recent you know, previous games from, from Bethesda, you, you're talking like Oblivion into yeah. Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. All of their locations kind of felt like inherent, like very important characters, whether you're talking Washington, you know, the the, the, right. the, the capital city in, in Skyrim, all those feel memorable. You kind of know them like the back of your hand. You spend a lot of time, like you're, you're talking 500 hours into Skyrim. I was up there too. So I know that map like the back of my hand. Once you start talking about a thousand planets, I wonder when we start talking about Starfield a couple of years down the line, are we even going to be able to, you know, remember any of them? Are they going to matter that, that's the that's the one thing that i am kind of curious about you know yeah um, i mean even if it isn't if it if it's kind of like uh no man's sky where it's yeah like, like that's fine but if there's like i'll say like a dozen planets that are memorable that's enough for me like one for sure just like okay you have to go here here's where you'll find that yeah. there's these buildings or these like monuments or uh whatever you want to call it like these are the planets you need to visit like that's enough for me the other ones i'm I'm cool with just to jump on you know fight a couple monsters get some minerals or whatever and then just jump back to my ship yeah no absolutely and they even showed it in the uh, the direct there are going to be like more central pois uh to go to uh planets that you can uh that have like hub areas uh so to speak but yeah the other thing you talked about was the combat i dude i was blown away by the the gunplay that was shown during that direct it yeah, actually it felt incredible. like a, a competent uh first person shooter for the first time because i i don't know if i could do another game with a like a vat system <laughs> no i i no not not right away i need a break from from that yeah. just because like i i i could not connect with final fallout 4 
if it was like a follow-up to new vegas i'd be like all over this but it wasn't mm. so but no i mean it looks like a good mix of fps and like there is some melee combat so like i hope there is something there for that because i sure. would, wouldn't mind that i do like using swords yep and it looks like you can so it's a good mix of that and i hope there's like some ability i don't know if i didn't see many uh i guess like what we, like what do they call them psionics what are they calling the ability but like there is like some stuff you can unlock where it like slows down time and gravity mm-hmm. and i kind of want to know more about that but like, sure. i didn't really we didn't really learn much about that i don't think no. no not too much they they did talk about like the character traits or yeah. like the perks that you can have which seem really cool um kind of having those and they talked about like being able to like swap them somehow um those again lean heavily into like the RPG element, of just like creating your own character, losing yourself in this fast, yep. fast world. So that's the that's the shit I'm always down with. Just that's creating my like own character, it. living in a world that's created by Bethesda. I know a lot of people criticized uh, their games just because you know maybe they don't perform as well uh, on like an engine level, but I, I just have such a blast just existing in their worlds because yep, exactly. They're so good at storytelling and lore, as well as just creating this um, immersive experience. So that's if they can deliver that with Starfield yeah. and make it feel next gen, I'm, I'm, I'm cool to give them months of my life. <laughs> it feels like we're getting there. So like, yeah. really, I think with these delays, if it launched in the state it was like two or three years ago, I think it would have been just a, a one and done. But I mean, it's clear like this is like, uh, I guess all roads lead to this project kind of thing right. where it's like everything they've learned has been put into this game so i i think they deserve it i think it'll be their their magnum opus i hope so i hope so for the team i know obviously right off the the heels of halo and everything that happened that and then redfall this year it feels like there's so much pressure on this game to be a 10 out of 10 and everything and then yep. i i hope that players can go into this game and not expect it to be a 10 out of 10. I hope that people can be okay with it being an eight or a nine, because I think that's still, still very good. That's awesome. Me, um, that's perfect. Like anything yeah. above that. Great. But like eight or nine is like the sweet spot for any game. Like that's like editor's choice to me these days, because like, there's just so many good games. Like how can you rate them all at 10? So you, I mean, eight or nine is like a pretty solid ranking for anything. Even a six, I would say is like, okay. I, I I I would challenge a six on a lot of games, but like this is sure. an eight or nine for sure. I think we're gonna see even masterpiece level reviews. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it's a very ambitious game. There's a lot going into it, as we all saw during the the direct. Yeah. So, yeah, as long as it it performs well on the the new consoles, I'm I'll be happy with it. I I, I think this is gonna be a really great game to kick off like the uh the fall period because coming out in the beginning of september is awesome that's a great period um but i'm scared for how much time we're gonna have <laughs> that's we're, the big we're thing. already dealing with that right now like i know i know i, mean, I, know. I wish i've had more time for diablo but like they're just oh true i've sunk more time into tears of the kingdom and like i just started a star wars jedi survivor again because like i yeah i just picked that up but yeah i mean and then we got final fantasy next week so it's like we're this is like just it's it's i've never had such a i don't think we've all ever experienced such a busy period of games where it's just like every month is stacked with something just worth playing and even next month i'm sure there's gonna be a couple games we're gonna hear about oh big time august yeah. i'm for sure i think there's something coming out and then september october november it's it's pretty much every month you're gonna all have hands on deck games yep um bobby another game that we have on our list here uh you didn't get to speak on it because you you came in a few minutes late last last week but prince of persia the lost crown you have it on your list talk talk to me about this game what's speaking to you i mean it's a new prince of persia game like that alone is is super exciting to me i mean i grew up with these games like even before sense of time so like seeing where it's started from and where it's come like this is a pretty big evolution of the series i mean it looks incredible. There's really not much else to say about it. Everyone online has been very positive. That's played it. They're saying it handles like butter. It's 60 frames on every platform. Um, I love the character design. I love the powers. I love the fact that you're not the one with the sand of time powers this time. You're the, the enemy or the villain has the powers. Mm-hmm. It's a twist on the formula. It's like, like really what can go wrong other than it? not being the best story like that's fine i mean as long as the gameplay is there 
which it looks like it is, I mean, I can handle it because Prince of Persia, I mean, it's a good mix of story and gameplay with the Sands of Time trilogy, but even if that's a, even if this is a riff on that, like how bad could it be? True. Yeah. Yeah. I like that as a, a new take on, you know, an old um, format of the, of the series. Uh, the, the fact that they're leaning heavily or so it seems leaning heavily into the Metroidvania model, which is perfect. Um, I think it's amazing. Like, it, I think this is the series that, that should have that formula. Like really, why did it take this long to get there? Sure. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, cool. I, I I think the character designs are great. The the music we've heard so far, like I I, I dig the music choices. Um, mm-hmm. Love the characters' dreads. I, I know people are complaining sure. about that, which I I'll touch grass on that people because like honestly, if that's what you're complaining <laughs> about. Get the fuck out of here because like he looks incredible. He, oh, he, or he, he doesn't awesome. look Persian enough, or he's black. Like who cares? Like Whatever. really, he's not historically accurate. Is what I've heard online, and I'm like, this is a fictional game. Yeah, in a fictional country because it, it bring country, me but... bring me the real sands of time and then we can have yeah. an actual conversation about what this character yeah. looks looks like. like this is a fictional rend- depiction of persia like really what if there's a guy with dreads i'm not gonna like <laughs> lose sleep over it it, it no. doesn't matter to me because like there's some representation somebody's super excited about so like yeah. let them have it like this is their game right but, oh no yeah. it doesn't look like jake gyllenhaal <laughs> I will die on this hill. I did like the movie. So did I. I'm 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 not knocking the movie, but I, I can well, like yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal was a bad choice for that. But like the movie, if it had like a right actor, I think it would have done way better. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, no, no I, 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 it's close, right? We we're only like six months away. Six months? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's nice to see that Ubisoft is kind of leaning into their roots again and we're going to talk about other games that came out of Ubisoft forward, but games that are more focused. I think, I think yeah. that's a, that's a big talking point for Ubisoft is that they just got too am- maybe ambitious, but they, they lean too heavily into let's just get players into our games for like 100 yeah. hours. If Prince of Persia can give us like 20 hours of solid g- gameplay. I'm that's happy. all I need. Like, that, that sounds like a I'm dream. past this point. I'm past this point. Yeah, I'm past this point of like games that are over a hundred hours. Like I don't need that. Granted, yep. I just did clock out at like 230 hours of Tears of the Kingdom, but like that's the exception. But not every game needs to be that length. Exactly. So, um, Prince of Persia fits like 15, even 10 hours. I'm good. Like that's enough. I can finish that in a week and move on to something else and yeah. still enjoy it. But yeah, no, everything so far, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think it's probably the best thing they could have done given the fact that the Sands of Time remake was basically rebooted again so i mean to tide people over i think this is the right decision for sure yeah something a little more manageable something that they can get out at a reasonable time um clearly they're confident in it like a a january release that's perfect um so yeah i'm looking forward to it as well and like this is from i think this is the same game from uh the rayman legends developer i believe so yeah so like really like even better because i think that's one of the best platformers of all time so like this is really a gift to people who love Rayman and platformers and mm-hmm. Metroidvania. So like this is like the best. But yeah, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, uh, Bobby. I also see that you put Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I know that you talked about it last week, but was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Did you forget something? Uh, no, nope. just wanted to bring it up because okay, it, please. It, it really is like the <laughs> highlight of the whole week for me. That okay. trailer is just outstanding. I've just gone over it a hundred times, and I know there's Final Fantasy sixteen literally a week away, but how do you overrun or overwrite? cloud and sephiroth and tifa right. and area like these are characters that, that just are so iconic there's so many easter eggs in that trailer it's just like wow like i can't believe we're at this point where we're getting a sequel to one of the best games of all time and it's it's more people are enjoying it than ever before basically so it's like that's that's huge to me so mm-hmm. this is more of a just a reminder if you haven't ever played final fantasy remake go play it because <laughs> It is one of the best um, sequels slash remakes of any series that we've had so far. It really delivers on every satisfactory level. Story, gameplay, uh, whatever, characters, everything. It's it's a 10 out of 10. Agreed. Yeah, and that's, and that's coming from it. someone who 
has no his or you know history with the the franchise i i i echo your sentiments that's it's what i'm really saying there are game. people who don't like the final fantasy games playing final fantasy games like that yeah. in itself is pretty mind-blowing to me and yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about that i just wanted to, you know i'm going to be talking about it until it comes out so of course every week yeah. there will be we'll just we'll just dedicate a uh you know a four minute chunk of an episode every week for you to... i'm down for that but <laughs> speaking of yeah uh, chunks we saw a good chunk of Star Wars Outlaws, and I know it's on your list yep. because I got to demo it, and I know we talked about it briefly. But I mean, what do you think? What What's your take on it? Uh, I it was it was a surprise because obviously when you talk about Ubisoft Massive, you kind of have this assumption: oh, they're going to tackle something close to the division. It's going to be Star Wars or like the division in space, something like that. That's but what I thought it was going to be. It, Exactly. I think a lot of people that I even spoke to had that same kind of notion. So when when it came out and it's like, no, it's going to be more of a spiritual successor to Amy Henning's Star Wars game. I was like, oh, this is super cool. I, I like 13, that. 13, like yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that they're, you know, we're coming off of uh, Jedi Survivor. Now, Outlaws is the 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 scoundrel side the the dark underbelly of the uh, that galaxy far far away and that that's those stories always inherently speak to me a little more than you know the jedi stories at this point because we've had so many of those yep. that's why i'm so you know interested with the mandalorian because it is that like bounty hunter outlaw kind of vibe yep. um so yeah seeing this brand new character um and nix the the little uh, sidekick that's awesome i i, I kind of just based off the the trailer and the the gameplay trailer that they showed it was uh, i really i found myself attached to those two characters the the setting is really cool in between empire and return of the jedi i think is an awesome place to set a game and yeah just everything that ubisoft massive is showing for this seems very ambitious kind of like we're talking about with starfield as well um just the the scope of the world that they're exploring and then yeah just the seamlessness of getting into your ship and then blasting off and not only are they doing that but then they're also incorporating dog fighting and stuff like that that's stuff that's way outside of ubisoft massive's uh wheelhouse i've never seen you know they've never done combat True, like that before to be fair they did work on um oh god i can't remember the name star star Oh my god, what's the name of that series they did? Oh my god. Um Wow. Yeah. Did they work on it? Starlink. Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. Yeah. Like, there was dogfighting in that game and like yeah, but did, we forgot about it. We were literally But did Massive work on that one? I didn't know. They didn't work on it, but like they they have all that knowledge from Ubisoft. That's like, fair. Yeah. I mean, they could basically like be like, "Hey, like they could have pinged Ubisoft Toronto and like, hey, we're working That's on true. fighting. Yeah, they, they Ubisoft is a very collaborative uh, publisher, so I'm sure that they brought in like other so, support tools and stuff like that. Exactly that's exactly what I think they're doing. One hundred percent, and I benefit them. And I think the fact that they're being guided by Disney is why this doesn't look like a Ubisoft game. Fair enough. Yeah. So like, yeah. It, it, it hits a lot of notes where it's like, this doesn't look like a standard cookie cutter Ubisoft game because that's sure. my biggest problem with Ubisoft is. They got too big and they became a factory of games. Uh, yeah. And like we're finally just seeing them, I guess, shift to a lesser tide of that. So like everything's looking better. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft 4 was like a perfect example of it. This doesn't, this is not the Ubisoft from like three years ago, four years right. ago. And, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, more focused Ubisoft games and everything, but I'm kind of down for them to approach an open world Star Wars. They talked about this being the first open world Star Wars game, single player yeah. open world Star Wars game. I'm I'm cool with that. If they introduce, you know, that standard Ubisoft checkbox kind of outline where it's like, go here, do do or like open up this area and the tower stuff. I'm OK with that. I just don't want it to be as bad as, you know, it got in Ball Hollow, where it was 100 hours of just content for no substantive reason. I I want there to be like a middle ground. I, I'm, I'm cool with Ubisoft taking the UB, open world Ubisoft approach with this game, but guided, like you said, by by Disney and Lucasfilm. I, I think that's a very wise approach. This is like the perfect chance for them to kind of bridge like the cinematic universe with the gaming universe right like they have outlaws they have jedi survivors so it's like really yep. like there's perfect t- chance to cross over between the two uh, put them into the movies put them into the shows so like i'm hoping they start doing that and then right. we start seeing that back and forth because like 
this open world lets them go to any planet in this in, in the galaxy. So if there's a crossover between Mando, I would love to see the characters show up in Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. You you never know where they can take this franchise uh, in the future. Uh, push it down the timeline to to get to Mandalorian or or something like that. I I, I think it would be really cool, or even like DLC for this game, but. Yeah, Ubisoft Massive, I think, is a, a standout studio oh, for, yeah, for Ubisoft. I think that they just, they have that special sauce that I think a lot of other of their studios just don't really have. So, them, I mean, they're also working on that Avatar game, Frontier, Frontiers of Pandora. So, they're clearly very busy um, and doing some very ambitious stuff. So, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I liked what they showed. Was there anything in the demo that you kind of gleaned from this game that wasn't really a, a shown um, either whether it was at the Xbox Game Showcase or at Ubisoft Forward, was there anything kind of missing that you picked up on? Um, I, to be honest, I only sat through like one presentation, and like that was kind of what we already saw. Uh, okay, Ubisoft Forward, but I wish there was. I'm just going through the trailer right now. I kind of wanted to see more, like, um, I guess how the shooting is, like, what kind of, like, how what's like what's the what's the the mechanics, like, what are we yeah. seeing? How are we gonna play? Is it going to be like 1313's demo? Like, is it going to be just guns? Is it going to be uh, like, how is, is it going to be like a co-op kind of game where you have people join your party, like AI members mm. who you can like order to like distract the guards or something like that? Like, sure. But everything else looks good. Like I, I did like, you know, it's just very seamless. Like you can see, I'm looking at it right now. She she jumps from like a like a, a camp to her bike and then she she drives to like the outpost and like it's all seamless and it looks gorgeous yeah so I mean it, so far like I'm I'm really impressed like I I really hope that this game does well because I mean it's Star Wars like it it it, it deserves to do well because like a, the the lore and like the implication of like what these games mean to people is. It's a lot to it means a lot to people. So like I would like to see it succeed. Of course, yeah. But yeah, no, everything looks good. I'm just cautious about the mechanics because like it, you know how it is with these uh, highly curated presentations. Like everything it looks good until you play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's still a lot of questions uh, specifically with gameplay. Like, what are you doing? How does the mission structure look? The open world. What are you doing in there? But. Based off what we've seen, I, I, I think they have a, a great foundation yep. here that they 100%. can build off of and just kind of uh, parse out like a lot of information down the road before before launch. Um, Bobby, let's talk about Sonic Superstars. You have it on your list. That that was a surprise to me. I, I wasn't expecting this game to to appear. Um, talk to me about it. What do you think? I, I, th- I was shocked. I know kind of watching, I was like, what? Like, what? They're, they're doing another Sonic and it's yeah. not like a 3D game, so... I know there's a new Sonic Origins collection launching this month, and that's like literally just a 2D um, remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it, of the traditional Sonic games. But Sonic Superstars is like, a, I guess, like a glow up for Sonic. So you have like the more, um, I guess, a redone version of Sonic that we saw from Sonic Generations, and it looks incredible. I mean, it's just, it's so colorful. You have knuckles, you have rolls, you have tails, you have, uh, Sonic. And like, it's just like a platforming, uh, Oasis for me. Like everything just looks perfect. Like I, I, I'm stunned. I'm actually really impressed because like I grew up, we all grew up on those Sonic games, but like I was literally invested in those games for years at a time when I was a young kid and Sonic, I was always a Sonic guy. I always loved Sonic more than Mario. So seeing him get, this attention in 2023 is so kind of mind-blowing i know mm-hmm. with all those games like he's had like a really mixed reception over the years but like the 2d games are really near and dear to my heart but this sure. looks like it's it's the proper evolution of the series and i'm not talking about sonic the hedgehog episode four which was a nightmare and it was just such a bad <laughs> bad bad game but i mean we've got confirmation from christian whitehead who worked on sonic origins saying that basically the physics engine has been pulled from Sonic Origins, so like people who are you know keen on the or the physics of the games is like you can kind of flow through levels a little bit better. There's not really much concern of like breaking things or like missing things. You can kind of control Sonic properly, but it looks great. I mean, there's not much information out. There's a lot of video out. I've kind of just been perusing a bunch of uh, preview sessions, but like it looks good. I mean, 
it seems like they're taking Sonic in a new direction and I like it where it's kind of a more of a co-op game where you can kind of play as, you know, A, B, C, or D character and right. go through these iconic levels. But I'm so excited for it. I mean, it, it's been a while since we enjoyed a Sonic game. Like Sonic Frontiers was a very big formula shift and I do like the 3D games, but like there's nothing that, that beats the traditional Sonic 2D level where you're just going through a bunch of stages at high speeds and then just, you know, fighting Dr. Eggman. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I mean, for me, I'm not that big of a Sonic fan. But uh, that being said, I did think that it looked very nice. I, I like the fact that they're introducing, you know, four player co op. You get to choose, you know, like you said, the the various characters. But um, for me, I, I mean, it's not a game that I'll definitely pick up. But I'm I'm stoked for people who are excited for this game. I think that there's a lot out there for Sonic yep. fans right now. Um, yeah, Sonic has had, you know, his his day in the sun this past what year since you know sonic what what was the open world sonic game the sonic origins sonic frontiers is frontiers yeah yeah like it was cool but it it was just like it was yeah it's it wasn't what i wanted i kind of wanted like a i mean it was good but don't get me wrong i always wanted a sonic generations 2 where you have like both old new sonic and old sonic working together on something but for what it was it was great i mean i Sure. great new direction for the series but i will always cherish like the 2d sonic games like sonic origins and sonic mania and now sonic right. superstars like, it looks great yeah cool uh one i want to toss up here is uh clockwork revolution from in exile this was shown during the xbox game showcase and that bio clock infinite oh my god what what a surprise! I did not think that they would come out with their their take on Bioshock Infinite, uh, this time traveling game uh, inspired by uh, steampunk, where you go through and you're you're able to like affect the past and that affects the present time during this whole like revolution. Uh, I mean, we weren't shown a whole lot. It was just kind of just a tone setter trailer. We're shown like small pieces of like combat uh, throughout it. I think this is a really cool uh, surprise. I, I was not expecting in, in Exile to come out with a game like this. I love the, the the tone of the game. I love the style of it. And yeah, well, did, did this one speak to you at all? I I, I like it. Um, I have some concerns. I know we're all talking about it, but there's a lot of consistency, inconsistencies or similarities between you know Bioshock Infinite and this game. And it kind of I don't know, irked me that's, that it was kind of obvious sure i don't know if you were have been kind of just following along but like there is uh, a former de- developer that allegedly worked on it saying there's a lot of comparisons oh interesting and yeah it's just kind of like okay well cool i, I mean i'm looking forward to it. i mean and it's also a great developer so like i mm-hmm. will give them benefit of the doubt that it's just you know artistic whatever liberty yeah it looks good i i i, I want to know more about it i'm definitely gonna play it day one and just what what is this game like what i know it's an rpg but what kind of elements are we looking at like we saw a lot of cinematics and in-game stuff but like what does that entail sure yeah i i do i obviously see your end of it or anyone that else that is kind of directly comparing it to bioshock infinite i think that's because we can only take away that. Um, but that being said, I, I'm sure and kind of hopeful that there's enough there to kind of differentiate the two, that by launch, we're kind of going in and be like, oh, the, sure, it's a similar setting, a similar structure there, but they're putting their own spin on it. They have their own you know, themes and messages behind it. And this is kind of what's propelling us through the gameplay. Propell- this is their take on new characters and stuff. It's not just you know a rehash of you know Booker's story. Yeah, which is fine. But like, what so my question is is what took so long to get a game that looks like bioshock infinite because i know right side columbia is like one of the best yep design cities i've ever gone to and like i love that scheme i I do like that game issues aside so like i'm just surprised it took over a decade for someone to replicate that and yeah now that we're talking about Bioshock, uh, I'm kind of disappointed we still haven't seen anything about this new follow-up that's been in the works Same. for like five years now. So like, thank God there's something like it that out, that's out like right now that's coming out. So, I mean, so far so good. I want to know more. I, I'm surprised we didn't get any more during the extended showcase, which did have some cool stuff, but 
it wasn't for things I was interested in. So uh, that's I was, fair. I, I would have liked to see more of Clockwork Revolution at this event, but I mean, yeah, I think uh, Clockwork uh, Revolution and then the oh man, I'm mistaking the game. The, the game that's set in like the the swamp that they had at the Xbox game showcase. Oh, was South, South of Midnight or something. South of Midnight, thank you. I think those two would have benefited from being at the Xbox game showcase extended so that they could have the developers sit down, kind of talk about the game. Uh, because those, you know, I, I put Clockwork Revolution on my list, but I do have questions about it, and I have uh, questions about that other game as well. Um, so I, I think that, you know, being they able to agree. kind of hear they, from... Yeah, yeah. they do. But I, I would have liked to learn more from that ex- extended rather than, you know, here. Uh, I, as much as I appreciated seeing the the video of, like, uh, Ninja Theory go through and show their yeah, process I, of, like, mocap and stuff. I appreciate that stuff, uh, but, you know. Too, but at this point, we it's been so long. I just exactly. want to more of the game. So, like, I, I'm all for taking your time, but... If you're gonna pop your head up, at least give us something tangible that 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 people want to see, like gameplay or something where it's just it's more than just the process. Because like I, I know the process sure. is interesting, but at this point we haven't seen anything since 2019, which is what like four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's all just been you know gameplay and then behind the scenes footage, which I appreciate. I love I, the, like dev di- uh, you yeah. know dev diaries and stuff like that. But um, yeah, n- new stuff like. Clockwork Revolution would have benefited so much from having like an, a, a time to unpack it all with the developers talking about the game. But just based on what we've seen from the showcase itself, I liked it. Um, yeah, to your point, I'm very happy that someone is at least approaching Columbia yeah. and looking at that setting and be like, how can we take, take something away from it? Yeah. yeah, because that is such a rad ass idea. I, I love the setting of Bioshock Infinite. It's still a match to this day. Like I... I know people love Rapture, but Columbia is where I my heart is. Like I love what they did with Columbia, and like, cool, cool. Rapture's cool. Underwater city, yeah. but a city in the sky, cool. Like super that's rad. Way, that's way cooler. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know we have a couple more games on our list, so I mean, let's start with. I don't know if you caught Dungeons of Hinterland. No. Hinterberg. If you ever saw the trailer, but it caught my attention. It it looks just so like whimsical. Um, let me just read the description for you. Yeah, please. I, so basically, I posted about it on Console Creatures, but I'll read it for you. So it says, "Armed with a sword and a tourist guide, explore the beautiful Alpine village of Hinterberg and uncover the magic hidden within the, its dungeons. You'll master magic, solve puzzles, slay monsters, and all this more awaits you within Hinterberg." And by looking at the trailer, I'm so in. It just looks like a solid action RPG. Something I can just dump, dive in and out of on a whim and just like spend a couple hours fighting monsters, getting some loot, and then going back to my, my villa in, in this village. But it looks, it's just so colorful. Like, I'm just looking at it. Like, you can snowboard down glaciers, you can zip line through forests, mm-hmm. you can climb mountains, you can literally have coffee by the lake it says so like it it feels like this is a really solid aa game where i don't need to worry about spending 150 hours playing i can spend like 25 hours like fighting monsters in the the mountains and having a coffee by the lake yeah hey i'll I'll never pass on coffee it's funny i i saw the trailer for this it enamored me did not remember the name of it so yeah going i just looked it up went on to the steam page i was like oh yeah i really like this because because of the art style it's specifically it that one, yeah it really stood out to me um I, I i like his traversal mechanics being able to you know go down the the railings and everything that looks really cool so yeah unfortunately i forgot the name but no, no I mean, it, it's it was, definitely on my radar it was really sure. short like the i guess during the xbox show because it had like such a small showing there was like yeah. 30 seconds even a minute but like then they moved on but like i i think this kind of stood out to me because i was like this is i'm like this is different i like what they did with it so like i'm glad it was at the showcase because they caught my attention i've wishlisted it so like now it's it's something i'm keeping an eye on but like i, I look forward to at least maybe trying the demo if they decide to launch one mm-hmm. yeah it says coming spring 2024 as well as uh day one on game pass so people d- definitely should keep this on their radar and uh, look out for it next year because it looks cool um 
Love the art style for it. I'm so ready. But let's talk about Cyberpunk Phantom Let's do Liberty it. Because I, got, I, I, I did like the, the base game. Yep. But um, I was disappointed with what we got because it was not what we were promised years ago. But it seems like with a new um, game director that Phantom Liberty is making a lot of rights that were wronged uh, mm-hmm. with the launch. So let's talk about that. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think like you, I I played uh, Cyberpunk 2077 to completion. I got all the achievements like day one. I, I played it on Xbox Series X at the time and didn't r- really run into any issues. I think that for me and my experience with the base game was that CD Projekt Red overpromised and underdelivered on some. That's exactly what it was. Some of the, you know, more broad gameplay uh, mechanics and the immersion that they that they first had for that game. So I think if they just came out and said, "Hey, this is the game that we're going to provide day one," and that was what we were playing uh, back back when it first launched, I think a lot of people would have been okay. But now it looks like, based on what we're seeing from Phantom Liberty, this is the game that Cyberpunk should have been at day one. Like this is the game that the studio 100%. wanted to make. And I'm so happy that, you know, three years, three years and some change since launch, they're kind of getting their their chance to say, okay, we messed up. We messed up on like a cataclysmic level. I don't think that anyone can kind of deny that, but we can still move forward as a team and deliver a really cool piece of content for, for players, uh, whether they're, you know, returning or new players as well. I think based off everything we've seen, you know, the new location, Dogtown, Idris Elba being in the game, um, the new character Songbird, everything looks really awesome. Uh, I love how they even went as far as to talk about not only are they delivering uh, new content into the game, but they're also improving the base game, like all the systems. That, that's what that, that's what that's what caught my attention. Is they're, yeah, they're not just making an expansion. No, they're going back and like basically redoing the entire game. Right. So not only are they going to make it run better, but they're also talking about how the uh, the AI of the police they're better. They're they're more improved. They're more accurate. Yep. I mean, it, it's been memed to death. All the all the videos out there since day one of you know the cops showing up, just popping up behind you, um, or just you know not even paying attention to the the character as you're you know gunning down you know enemies on the in the middle of the street of Night City. So I really like that they're not only you know delivering more content, which is great and everything, but they're making sure that they they are righting the wrongs. Like you like you said, like they came out and they had that at this point, very iconic launch. I think so many other studios looked at that and they're like, we cannot have a, a launch like Cy- Cyberpunk 2077. And now, just like kind of like No Man's Sky, they've had this redemption arc, which I like because... They, if, I, if Yeah, I mean, if it's done right, I'm all for it. Like, I'm down yeah. for the redemption. It's just... And I think... what Okay, so basically, I mean, we can say that CD Projekt Red got rid of a lot of the problematic developers and they've become obviously a, it looks like a little a better studio because of it mm-hmm. they've had new directors come in they've had uh better work-life balance i've read so like these oh, things yeah. have made a bear a very big uh resounding success for this game so it's basically like there's more there's more um i guess energy or positivity that people that people are coming to work and like they're ready to work and they're happy to work and you can see that that's falling into the game like you see that kind of waterfall into the game's mechanics and the development of uh, cyberpunk so like i i think it's kind of been a very positive turnaround since uh these problematic developers left and that's what i've and it's not just me saying that i mean we can see that online there are literally quotes from the new developers saying you know since i've come on board all this has happened um, right and things are finally better yeah. And I think it's it's so important for them to kind of not only say it, but prove it as well, because not only are they delivering on Phantom Liberty, but they have the, the Witcher reboot, they have the, the Witcher sequel as well. Like, there's a lot riding on the future of the studio. So they do at some point have to come out and say, we're way past what the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 was. We're way past what the studio was at that time. We have to move forward. We have to show that we're the same studio that delivered Witcher 3 and 
blood and wine and everything that was so consumer friendly at that time. So I think this is their their first step to really being able to do that. And I'm I'm happy for the good developers there. You know the the ones that stuck it out and kind yeah. of made sure that the the players matter and the players were heard and the players were taken care of so props to them i really hope the best for this new uh expansion and everything that comes out of it so i'm looking forward to this i know it's coming out in september as well so that's another game that's going to be filling out our, our calendars yeah, but I, I, I definitely want to reinstall cyberpunk and get back into that world because yeah, as many faults as it had i love that that world everything about it was super flashy i just obviously i wish it didn't come out the way it did and everything revolving around that game was just very tiresome and, and troublesome it it was a very disappointing launch and i mean i took it personally because like the game that i was like super obsessed with did not come out when it launched i was disappointed that we didn't get wall running uh the way that, that you could use uh i guess like you can do it like you know you can implant like knife blades into your elbows like, you, none of that was there Mm, right launch. and now now that that it looks like it's it's all coming to fruition because like it every re- preview that's come out saying uh this is the game like we've, we've discussed this is the game that was promised to us years ago and it finally feels like it's there so thank god only took a decade but like we're finally there right better late than never that's, that's what they say never. right so like yeah. i'll give them the benefit of the doubt i'm i'll be there in september i'm down to play it i know we're going to be juggling starfield and phantom liberty but someone's got to do it that's you it you gotta do yeah. it gotta do it gotta put the time in uh bobby let's talk about persona 3 reloaded unfortunately the game kind of leaked ahead of time uh yeah. to, you know that that kind of sucks for the atlas social teams but i feel for them but they came out they they announced it properly at the xbox game showcase talk to me about this game i know so many people love persona 3 what's uh, what's speaking to you about uh this new uh, reloaded it, it 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 definitely feels like a riff on persona 5 which is fine but i mean the story is kind of what i'm more excited to, to revisit because it, it is the best out of all of the persona games it, it's very personal um i'm just excited to revisit this the, these characters in this world that they built that their little section of tokyo has um they're it it feels like a one for one remake. I think we're probably going to be getting the same game that launched in two thousand seven, but unfortunately, I know people are upset. There's no female main character, which was part of fem- uh, Persona Three Portable, and there was a follow up called Persona Three: The Answer, which was like an epilogue, which is not included. But to be fair, for anyone who's played it, knows it's very tedious and it doesn't really add anything. It kind of ruins a lot of the characters. So I'm happy to see that Alice is is focusing mainly on just Persona Three in a new new uh rapper basically you know it's got that persona 5 flair the, the menus look incredible i'm just excited to see more people experience it like i i don't know if you're interested in it at all but i mean if you ever wanted to play a persona game this is probably the one you want to play yeah. just for the quality of life improvements like the first game i i remember 2007 it was very difficult if your character died in a dungeon it was game over not like the newer games where you can control the whole party you can revive your main character so it's got those quality life improvements um that's basically it new cast new rapper everything it looks great i'm just excited to play it in early 2024 i mean until we get persona 6 this is way more enough to tide me over yeah persona games are always ones that i want to play it's just very overwhelming when i think about how long it's going to take me to to get through them persona 5 was one of those games where uh it was persona 5 came out uh and within a week i was like i'm gonna play this game and then something else came out right around the same time i was like i'm never gonna get to this game and then they released the what was like the the expansion persona 5 royal and then royale yeah Yeah. and same same thing that game came out i was like okay i'm finally gonna do it i was even talking with with dennis uh about it he's like you should play it this is the this is the time this is the version that you want to play i was like okay i'm gonna give it a go and then it just released at the wrong time and i that's the problem with those games they always launch the worst times and because there's such time sinks like if you played royal you would have easily spent 120 hours because they added so much content to it yeah 
But and unfortunately, I do not have a 120 hours for something I'm not too attached to. Exactly. If I was a Persona fan, absolutely. I I think uh, what we're looking at with Persona Three uh, looks great. Um, I'm just jealous of all the people who are attached to it to the extent that they you know will carve out uh, and set aside time to to play this oh, game 100%. versus me, who will probably end up playing something else that inevitably comes out around the same time as this game. I mean, to be fair, if you drop it to like, if you do play, if you have to go one, start to finish, this is the one you want to play. Yeah, there's no comparison to me, at least, and I can just say just because I played all of them several times, like this is like the best. This is the one that that put Persona on the map. So of course, yeah, I had never heard of why. Persona before Persona Three, so that's a, that's a testament to that one. I'll, and I'll be honest, I'll probably drop it onto easy and just run through it as fast as i can just because like sure. i i know we're gonna be busy at that time so really i'm just there to just hit those loops again like i i know i played portable uh, a couple months ago but like i could play that game over and over it's just that good <laughs> yeah all right bobby we have one more game both of us have oh, the yeah. same game on our list rounding out our list of you know top games of not e3 but it's assassin's creed mirage finally we're, we're yes. getting so close to the game and uh, ubisoft you know set aside some time during ubisoft forward to kind of show the gameplay kind of show more of the backstory of what's happening in the setting with um basim basim yeah they, again we're talking about focused ubisoft games this is it man we're i even mentioned it earlier the 100 hours i sunk into assassin's creed valhalla did not feel like it was it was it served me well it was actually very so much tiresome yeah it it was a lot of bloat (sighs) and i walked away from it being like i didn't really get that that core experience Mm -hmm. that i wanted from like odyssey or origin which i put in a a significant amount of time but that one burned me out uh valhalla did so to see it being a return to form going back to its roots even some of the animation style the setting everything makes me nostalgic for assassin's creed and that's something i really want uh, i know you're a fan of the series too so i'm i'm sure a lot of this is uh speaking to you as well it yeah so it 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 feels like a step in the right direction but we know that this is not the direction they're gonna stick with so i mean right there's a lot of reanimated uh mechanics like you can see like there's a lot of things that they pulled from valhalla that are implemented here so like mm-hmm. which is fine we know how 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 hard it is to make a video game so like that's all fine and dandy to me but it's just the so i i, I let's get this off the bat like i i love ac mirage i think it looks great i i want to play it now but um but like what like is this just to tide us over until the next game is it like a filler game that's what i'm worried about because i i still do care about the story so like that's my biggest question like they've been showing us the the, the new stealth mechanics how Basim's not a fighter he 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 goes to stealth first so mm-hmm. like if you want to be like sam fisher you can be a stealthy character so like that's great but how are they going to tie this to valhalla because i know like you said you kind of tapped out of valhalla because it was just it was too cumbersome and i agree with you like that game was just so bloated it was overwhelming to to the, any average player who wanted to try Assassin's Creed out so like how are they going to tie into the bigger lore yeah what's Basim's role now that we know who he is and what what he truly is and like is is this going to play like a traditional Assassin's Creed game or is it going to still have the RPG mechanics? Like I know it looked like that from the demo and like even my closed door demo that I had, it, that was the same trail that I saw. Mm. I was asking people, I'm like, it, what do we think? Is this, is this um, just um, a dialed back version of the RPG games or is it actually a return to form where, where it's like a 12, 15 hour game um, and you can combo fighting you know you can fight like four guys combo them mechanically right. counter them it's all these little things i'm thinking about i'm like this everything looks great i mean i i think baghdad's a great location it's it's gorgeous but is it just the city like how what's what's the verticality on that like are we gonna actually have parkour or is it just a dialed back version of valhalla's because valhalla's parkour was terrible it was the, yeah. the last like four games i've just had really bad parkour and like the series for me peaked at 
Unity and Syndicate. So like I want it, I want more of that. But like it doesn't look like we're getting that. So it's all these small things. Like I said, I'm just I'm just going through. I'm through my head. I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like it it it's hitting all the right notes being presented to me. But how is it gonna be presented to me when I'm playing it? Like, is it gonna be the same game that was shown to us, or is it something that's just there to push us into the next game? Because like really. I want I want that traditional Ezio game. I, I want the Ezio games updated. Like I want that. That's sure. what I've always wanted. That's fair. Yeah. No. I'm 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 right there with you. I I do. I am yearning for a more focused, more tight knit Assassin's Creed game rather than something that just goes on forever. Infinite and those games, the the ones surrounding Infinite, really scare me just because of how much yeah. how ambitious I feel like Ubisoft is going to want these games to be. And that's the problem with the those are too ambitious. And knowing Ubisoft, they're, they're gonna they're not gonna stick the line. They're gonna just make a mess of it. Yeah, and I don't want to say that because like I believe the developers there they have are very talented. Like I I, I know that they're good, they're capable, but it's like the series has, has become too bloated. So like, how can they provide what they're saying and, and make it like worthwhile as a player to come back and play it? Like there's just my, too much ambition to, to go around and, and that's bad sometimes. My hope is that, and I know this might get murky because we're talking about the story and I know that they're going to want to keep it as coherent as possible, but I hope that enough people show up for Mirage that there's a possibility that they look at this and they're like, well, what if we do one open world game and then one more focused one and kind of just be, do that, not only to help developers, you know, make that open world one way more impactful and give them more time to play around with that, but then also give players what they want, which if you want the more focused uh, 15 hour, 20 hour experience, cool, you have that. And then you can go over to the open world one or vice versa. Hundred um, percent, and like, and just to come back to that, like, I I want an Assassin's Creed game. Like, I know these are the hidden ones, and blah blah blah. We have an actual assassin, and God, it's been six seven years, years seven, seven years, years, almost seven yeah. years. What? What? It's pretty wild when you think about it. Like, I love Bayek. I love Cassandra. Uh, yeah, Avor. I could go either way. Good performance. Doesn't care for the character, but. What happened to Connor? What happened to Edward? What happened to Arnold? I loved those characters. I loved Mm -hmm. what they brought. So, like, if you're going to make Assassin's Creed, give us an assassin dealing with the Templars, not the hidden ones with the the ancient ones. Like, that's... I know they're trying to build the lore, but they took away all the things that made in the Assassin's Creed game. And, like, it only took them six years. But, like, if this is probably the first game where we're going to get close as close as possible to Assassin's Creed is we're going right. to Right. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, that just throws me off and it throws me through a loop because like, I mean, if this was any other game, any other series, I'm sure it would have received, it, it, it would have been better received for me at least, but uh, Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's Creed 2 and Black Flag and Uni are three of my favorite games of all time. So like, seeing those games kind of flow flow out and go to the wind it's just like uh i'm disappointed in that sense but like i'm i'm still excited by what we're seeing so i'm cautiously optimistic but that's the only way i can put it it's like it 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 looks good it it, i hope it plays as well as it looks yep me too um yeah we'll we'll see soon enough this comes out in october and then yeah we'll we'll have a better idea i think of what the future of Assassin's Creed kind of is because we are talking about, you know, Basim and coming off of Valhalla, not to spoil anything, but it ends on a pretty big revelation that Basim is going to be one of, if not like the central character moving yeah. forward in many different ways. So it, it, it feels wrong for them to just play this off as like a one-off and then kind of just shelve the character right after yeah. and move on to something else. That's, that's so what it, I'm curious about. Like, how are they going to yeah. push it forward? And, and I know, like, some people don't care for the modern storyline or whatever, but, like, I mean, up until Desmond, like, I was so invested. Like, I loved Same. how they, they they balanced past and present. And then we got Black Flag, which was kind of like a 
a floater game which kind of you play as a ubisoft employee <laughs> i love that like that 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 meta but like then it, and then it kind of just died off and then we got yeah. um oh god okay is it lila layla 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 yeah. so yeah lila was cool but like and then and then what happened to her it was like they they kind of cast her aside so like i i i love assassin's creed because it balances the past and the present in a really cohesive way up to a certain point and then we all know how that turned out right but i mean i think for fans like us that have been there since day one and kind of wanted to see the the modern day storyline be more fleshed out and reach some sort of conclusion i think yeah they can't just treat mirage as a one-off something that doesn't even need to be played by hardcore fans um no because of everything that you know they set up in valhalla they have to pay that off somehow and then move forward in a very enticing way that's exactly what it is and just yeah so for me it's it's just respecting the old guard like there are people like us who've played it since day one like i want payoff in some form like you guys have thrown like seven different storylines in our face but none of them have paid off right and i know going forward that there's going to be a a severe lack of modern story just because i know a lot of people don't care for it but like that was the the draw for me it was like they 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 the whole pulling your dna and telling your your history like that was so cool now it's just like that doesn't matter anymore no now 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 all you need is a machine you can go whatever it's it's so convoluted at this point it it it, it all comes down to the fact that the creator of assassin's creed when he got fired like the the series died with him yeah yeah we are yeah it got version 2.0 it it became too popular for its own good and and it overstayed its welcome i think if they had capped it off at like four or five games and then just moved on i think it would have been perfect but what video game developers going to want to do that when they know that it's a cash cow for them it's like i don't right and they can annualize it and then we all know stop how it, out, and then annualize it again and then stop yeah so, <laughs> um yeah and to be clear we're not shitting on this game i just no this is our passionate take on it i love assassin's creed I, I think that there is valid constructive criticism that can come from, you know, two two fans of it with so much invested. We've invested so many years into this. We can point out all the highs. We can point out, you know, all, for every Assassin's Creed 2, Black Flag, Unity, yeah. there's been a Valhalla. So I think that we can kind of point that out in this series, uh, in this franchise, and hope that, you know, Mirage is a step in the right direction, gives us something that we've been looking forward to. I hope so. Yeah. I mean... The only thing Ubisoft can do to make this game better is add some multiplayer because there's still oh, no yeah there's still no multiplayer like Assassin's Creed multiplayer. I I love Brotherhood's multiplayer and then uh, Revelations was okay, um, but yeah, geez, I I spent hundreds of hours playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood re- multiplayer. Some of those were a lot of fun. I think it was it was Brotherhood that had had you cloaking as like different characters. Yeah, and then yep. like the yeah that one was. In my it opinion, was so different perfect for, for what time, it could be. And I yep. wish it took off because like it, it's Same. just such an ingenious multiplayer. Like I, I love Call of Duty. I love first person shooters, but like what's what's been what's come close to that since? Like I don't think there's any multiplayer game that, that had that that level of uh like like you had to think on your feet, you had to plan ahead, you had to strategize. You were literally an assassin. Yeah. It was like, like prop character. hunt, but with people. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it back in the day. Um, Bobby, as we start to wrap up the uh, the show, were there any overall sentiments that you had for not E3? Did you, uh, ha- what's your big takeaway from all these uh, virtual showcases? Where was PlayStation? That's my only <laughs> one. Like, where was PlayStation? You know, they brought out uh, Spider-Man. At, uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. We all knew that, but like, <laughs> we, we, I, we were burned by PlayStation Showcase and that's kind of my takeaway that kicked off this whole this whole like bombardment of showcases and then it 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 showed us nothing that we wanted like we don't know anything about the first party minus a couple of live service games which cool but overall it was a good not e3 i mean i kind of hope e3 is back next year so like i hope we can all go down there and get to experience it properly but i mean i'm not holding my breath at this point we don't know what's gonna happen but sure yeah i'm looking forward i, th- to I think i think regardless 
whether E3 is there or not, we should make a conscious effort to go down for Summer Games Fest, I think, regardless I, I, of... I'm planning it already, I think. Yeah, right? I, I, I think, think Yumi, Yumi, Dave, at least, out of the team, should go down there, make some content. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. And uh, for, not eat in and out Burger, because we're Shake Shack guys, so sorry. That's it. That's it, baby. Um, yeah, we're, we're not touching it in and out. No way. No. Nope. Um, yeah, for for me, I, I I thought it was a pretty good um week of showcases i think summer game fest was very strong i think xbox blew me away as in terms of just pacing yeah like that was one of their their best in years Years. i think since 2018 because that was the last one i was like really blown away by yes yep yep and And i i totally agree it's been five years and they finally came out with one that from start to finish i was engaged with i think there were a couple games that didn't really speak to me um Dungeons of Hindenburg kind of came and went. I, I, it, it grabbed me at the time, but I didn't, even, like I said, didn't even remember the name. But it, that's because there were so many great games in that one. But then, you know, you had the Ubisoft one, which was you know, a little bit tempered. I think it was a safe showcase overall, with the exception of maybe Star Wars Outlaws. I think that was the big, big pop and big surprise there. Uh, and then Capcom showcase was just whatever. It, that was silly. <laughs> it was whatever to me. But yeah. overall, pretty impressed i mean yeah there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to over the next i'm even gonna say 14 months yeah yeah all the way all the way into like february of next year uh we're already we already know uh release dates and stuff like that but uh if everyone wanted to keep up with the news coming out of not E3, uh, as I continue to call it that, uh, you can go to controlcreatures.com, which Bobby, you and the team have been cranking out a whole bunch of news articles. It's been really impressive to see. Um, but if people wanted to connect with you online, where could they do so, Bobby? You can look me up at bpashlitas on Twitter and consolecreature on Twitter. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at Svigvari, and you can find the podcast across podcast services, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, I, I, I believe, everywhere. and everywhere. Just find us anywhere. CreatureCast. Yeah. CreatureCast, um, leave us a like, give us a yes. rating, leave a comment. Please leave us a comment, leave us a review. It really oh. goes a long way for us, and we appreciate it. We forgot. We just launched a TikTok, so guys. TikTok. We're on TikTok, so we're we're starting something there. There's a really good epiphany that Dave had last week, and just check out the video, give it a like, and then we're gonna get right. more of that back once Dave uh, brings back the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. Once he brings back the cup, we can all uh, take a drink from it. But yeah, the the plan is to get more video content out there across you know across across all platforms. So you not only have to hear us, you have to look at us as well, which will be really nice. Um, It'll be the best thing you've done all week. So you're welcome. Exactly. Yeah. So we are delivering you the goods and we will be back next week with another episode. Dave will be back. He will be hosting. Thank God. But until then, we'll see you. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.